Hello, hello. This is Tracy Harrell, and welcome to Bigger Than Me. Each week, we focus on how to achieve your definition of success and happiness. On Bigger Than Me, we bring together a combination of ageless wisdom, the latest research, and engaging interviews with amazing people who are sharing their stories to help each of us achieve our full potential. Your journey to transformation begins right now. Let's do this. Oh my goodness. Let's do this. Today, I am so excited. I, mean, I, I am so blessed to do this show because I get to highlight and talk about amazing people. And today on the show, we have a family an amazing family who started an organization that's really focused on how do we help, again, it's all about what we do for this show. We say we want to help real people turn their dreams into reality. We turn hope into how. That's what we do on Bigger Than Me. And now we have FAST, an organization called Fathers and Sons Together. And we have a family here. We have Larry and Kathy Wilmore. Hello. Hi. <laughs> and we have their fantastic son who has allowed me to adopt him <laughs> Lincoln Wilmore hi uh, Lincoln how are you so we're yeah. gonna start because we're gonna start actually by showing this video real quick because I think it, it sets the tone for what you guys do and who you are so take it away Nathan Seventy-one percent of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. Eighty-five percent of youth in prisons come from fatherless homes. Studies have shown that when the father is present, it increases the rate of success for that child. As Fathers and Sons Together was created to bring about a stronger relationship between fathers and sons. I've seen a lot of things going on that should not have been going on with our young people, and I thought instead of doing, talking about it, I want to do something about it. So as a result of that, FAST was organized. It's really exciting the work that we do with FAST and the work that FAST is doing in the community. When you uh, unlock the power of the relationship between a father and a son, uh, it, it affects the whole community. It, not only the two individuals, but the community that they affect in such a positive way. Um, it's, just, it's just tremendous work, and we, the Watts, are excited to be a part of it. FADS is a program that keeps us involved in the community. And I've been working with the community for 38 years down here, and I retired from teaching but I still have kids down here in this community. And FAST keeps that opportunity for me and my kids to stay in contact with each other. And there's nothing more powerful than a young man, 45, 50 years old, come up to me and say, Mr. Watts, I love you. I mean, what a feeling, what a legacy to leave the love from your community. And FAST have allowed me that opportunity. Now I can still have my hand in things around here, and I really enjoy that, that opportunity. And most important is the advice on how to be a good father, because he needs some help. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, man. The best. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Thank you, Nathan. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, Larry and Kathy Wilmore, <laughs> founders of FAST, Fathers and Sons Together. Please 
thank you first of all give yourselves a huge round of applause you guys are changing the world you're not just talking about it you're doing it thank, thank you. you thank you thank you in your own words tell us why fast is important why did you create fast and why is it so important fast is important it's important because what it does is it gives us an opportunity to take a young person a young son and give them some options in life and i think when you give people options then they do a whole lot better that father has to be present, positive, and in that family and making a big difference. And I believe that through FAST, I believe that a lot of these men that come through our program are doing better. I mean, they're showing more concern, more love for their children. And I think that's, that's important. I mean, we just have to go out there and just let the children know that they're loved and the fathers, but they have a responsibility to take advantage of their responsibility and that whole family grows as a result of it. Mm. I love you guys. You know, on my favorite shows, I say I love you about six or seven <laughs> times. So I'm going to let you, we're going to keep track of how many times I actually document how much I truly love and adore you all. I'm really grateful for the work that you're doing. You. Um, wife, Miss Kathy Wilmer, you're surrounded <laughs> by an amazing husband and a wonderful son. So I'm going to have you do the introductions. Tell me why do you love your husband so much? What's so special about him? I've been with Larry for over 30 years. He is wow. my best friend. He's my confidant. We laugh a lot. And he's just a great, super nice guy. If I wasn't married to him, he'd still be my best friend. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. And tell me about your awesome son, Lincoln. I I've had little sprinkles of seeing how amazing he is. You're with him all the time. Tell us about Lincoln. Lincoln is my youngest son. He's 14 years old. He, um, he is the light of our life. We have an older son that's 25 and he's, you know, off in the world doing great things as well. And uh, so having Lincoln is, is still keeps us uh, jubilant and young and um, we just love having him around. He's a great kid. I, I love it. He, yes, sir. So. I think for me, he's a, he's a, he's a challenge that I needed. Uh, I'm sensitive to his heart, so it's nothing for him to ask me to get on the floor and do push-ups. So we go for a walk and that type of thing. And I mean, it's just, it, it keeps me going. And, uh, it just makes fast even more important to me because I look at him and I just hit myself. You know, he could be doing so many other things, but what he's doing just makes me so proud. And I just love it. I love him. I love it. He's an athlete. He's a musician. He's a poet. He's just, he's amazing. What, what, what I love about what you guys are doing is, is you, as you heard on the video, you're changing the community. Lincoln Wilmore, yeah. tell us about FAST. Tell us about why FAST is important and, and, and why is it important to you? Well, FAST is just overall just a great thing, um, especially, well, my dad, he's a very just inspirational and just a great influence to me. And he really shows me like what a dad really should be. So I know in my future, when uh, I have kids that I have to grow up and be like my dad. And I know growing up in a community, um, a lot of people, they unfortunately uh, don't grow up with fathers or they can, um, they have like a bad influence. So fast, it really brings those people together and it allows them to really be in like a nice warm community and experience like those same stuff that I experienced with my dad. And it's just great mm -hmm. to just be able to just um, allow help for like everybody else and just allow it to be a safe space for everyone. 
I love that. A safe space for everyone. I could not get enough of the video clips that I found online. And, you know, I've spoken to a number of people who have experienced exactly what you do real life in real life. So I'm going to have Nate get ready to show another really quick video. Um, because when you say that you impact the community, I think what really matters is for people to hear all the types of things that you guys are doing. So I'm going to have you show our community impact video. Nate, are you ready? Awesome. This is just one of the few of the things that you guys do. This barbershop is restoring the image and the narrative of our culture for a community. We come together with the FAST program and we have barbershop chats. We go out and we get able to meet and greet intimately. Nowadays, we miss the intimacy because we have the cell phone and the playstations and all of that. We don't have the intimacy like we used to. Fathers don't get up and take the children to the barbershop anymore, the young men like they used to. And the young men could sit around and learn from their fathers and learn from the community, honor and respect. We've been indoctrinated to do things that we weren't accustomed to doing in our culture. Once we begin to learn our culture and our history, how we had honor and respect and integrity, and we had our words that we meant when we said what we meant. It wasn't being mean, but we meant what we said. So we thank God for the will more in the FAST program because it's when we do God's will more. First, we got to find out what God's will is. Family rooms, helping each other. I always tell the truth. Dream big, be happy, you know, love each other. Biblical principles. Through the FAST program, you have been blessed to go out and be a blessing to somebody else. As the president of FAST, building a strong foundation for our community is building a strong foundation for our black families. Um, having a father in a home and putting things in order and in perspective. The young men and young women can see the, how strong uh, mother and father is working together. That way, when they get older, that they can see and model the same thing that they um, seen growing up. And that also helps the, the community as well as a whole by having a strong black family and a strong community. We have a bright future here at FAST because we believe in our purpose. We believe that we are strengthening families our support systems, our networks, our community partners um, br bring us together, strengthens us. We have uh, lots of uh, activities planned and those within those activities we have lessons learned and I think we're, do we're building families. Our future is bright. I think that every family is going to benefit from this FAST organization. I'm proud to be a part of it. Everyone benefits from FAST. I love like that. I love that. I mean, again, talk about impacting the community. Doesn't it make you smile, Lincoln? I mean, you, just to know that you're part of something so amazing. Mm -hmm. I, I love it. So one of the questions I was going to ask you guys, I, I know there was there was an event that you just had this past yesterday, actually. Um, Kathy, I think it was in partnership with another organization. Yeah, Women's in Medicine. You know, things have changed. I mean, it was a, you know, you guys are used to playing basketball and baseball and having these camps where you're physically together. And I saw something on uh, Facebook and you guys sent me a text about this event that was a community unite event, but it was a socially distanced event where you were helping people. Tell us about how, how you know, why that came about. Like, like why, why did you choose to do something now? Well, with uh, these terrible times right now, social distancing, we have to, uh, you know, we want to be safe. We want to um, still bring the community together and serve our community as best as we can. 
Um, we respect our governor. We realize, you know, there was a tough decision that he was making, and um, but still, people are hurting. People are still in need. So, um, when the organization uh, contacted us and asked us if uh, we were interested in joining in with them, we said yes, we are. So what they did was they partnered with Popeye's Chicken, and uh, we gave out um, lunch snacks and fast contributed healthy hygiene packages for all our communities. And we, you know, it's just a blessing to be a blessing. So we got out there in the rain and the cold, <laughs> and we passed out, you know, all of these wonderful um, products to our community, and they loved it. They came and talked to us. We were able to you know, just spread some love. And that's what it's all about, right? I love it. Well, I actually met, I connected with you guys back in December where you had a you had one of your holiday events and it was so <laughs> lovely. It was so special. And I heard you say then that you're blessed to be a blessing, right? Mm -hmm. That you guys are, you know, you, you there was families there. There were multi-generational grandparents and very young kids and, you know, all ages were there. And it was such a beautiful event, but it was really, you know, this is an initiative. This is about changing communities. I love that you don't focus on doing a thing. You're basically connecting organizations, connecting individuals, and and and, and Father, you decided, and I'm going to take action. I'm not just going to talk about it. You said you're a Seattleite, right. born and raised, and you decided you see you were seeing a community that was being ravaged by violence and all kinds of other things, and you realized the Father was the core of the community, mm -hmm. and you decided to take action. Right. Take action. And then you continue to help others to do the same. So if you were talking to people, first of all, why did you take action? And then what can you tell people who are sitting back saying, yeah, I know that there's a problem, but I, I don't know what to do. I took action because I, I saw firsthand, you know, young men that were being gunned down and the violence that was just right around me. I mean, I was in an area and it was just within a mile, just, just in front of me, a mile or closer. And so I went home and I talked to my wonderful wife and I told Kathy what I was planning on doing. I said, you know, I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. And, you know, she she was just, she, she, she got the vision right away. She caught on to what I was saying. And from there, we were able to go out and at least bring some families together, some fathers together and talk about what we wanted to do and then put it in place. And so we had our first event. I think our first event was at Mount Zion Fellowship Hall. Mm -hmm. And we had a lot of people come in, important people that came in. Everybody's important. So we had people come in and we shared what we wanted to do. And that was one of our, the most beautiful events that we had. And they've been getting better and better as we went because the kids now, some of them have grown up and gone to school and graduated from school and came back and became board members for FAST. Wow. And so just, you know, like I said, we, we have a mission. We're on a mission to succeed. Wow. We have so much out there going on, but I believe that, fa well, I not believe, I know that FAST is making a difference. You are. Um, I mean, like I said, I've seen it. I've heard it. There's going to be more videos we'll show. <laughs> it's happening. And yeah, I think that's happen. really what this show is about. Like I say, we use technology community and positive psychology to help good people <laughs> do great things. Right. We tell stories, we share wisdom, we elevate expectations. And you guys are elevating expectations in a way that I think is so phenomenal. We, we had a bunch of mothers on last weekend. Last Sunday was Mother's Day. And I had a rapid fire Mother's Day panel and we talked about lessons learned. And so I'm going to put 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 um, our father here to the test <laughs> because I want to hear from you. I want to hear from you about some of your lessons learned as well. So I'm going to have Nate get ready to show one of these other the father's clips. 
which is the next one uh, that was part of the video on your site. Can you, first of all, tell people how to find your site? What is your site called? Our site What's is that? called Fast Then Fathers and Sons Together org. Again, it's Fast Fathers and Sons Together org. F A S T Fast, which is the acronym for Fathers and Sons Together dot yes. org. I love it. So we we we, we have. I, first of all, the fact that you guys are on the show today, just know that I'm going to have you back numerous times. There's so much, so much that we could be talking about, but I, I tried to narrow it in and, and try to encapsulate for people to fall in love with you the way I did. I mean, literally just meeting you too. You're just so like, I mean, you just radiate with such positive energy. You see people saying, I want to change things. I want to be a part of a part of change. Yeah. We're actually doing this community event. I'm inviting you guys to be a part of it as well. We're actually doing, so as a part of, you know, my Bigger Than Me platform, we're doing an event that I'm calling, it's called the Community, Black Unity mm. Success Series. Okay. And so basically it's really bringing forward, you know, and having these types of conversations, but bringing forward people in the community who are doing great things, but also highlighting the needs that you have and how each of us can be a part of it. Mm -hmm. So Representative Dawn Mason has been such a huge influence on me. She has <laughs> this concept called uh, the Communiversity, right? right? And, and Africatown, Waikine, going to have them on the show and they're going to be part of the panel as well. But I think in addition to talking about people who are doing things, who are leading these initiatives, you know, I need, I want to make sure we bring in this family aspect as well. So you guys I just know that you're welcome. Um, it's a series of events because we really have to continue to continue to bring organizations together and people together, especially in times like this. There's still a right. lot that we can do, yeah, right? right? There's still a right. ton of things that we can do. So if you think about it, this is about the mindset. Right. A lot of the work you do, even though you're physically bringing people together, you have like, tell us about the camps that you have, baseball, basketball, tons of great things, golf. Mm -hmm. But but you're also, you're focused on the mind too. I call this a ministry of the mind. I started a ministry last year. It's all bigger than me ministry. And oh. it's a ministry of the mind. Tell us about how important it is to have these physical events where you bring fathers and sons together. That's important. First, mm -hmm. let's talk about that. What are you doing to physically bring people together? And then we're going to transition to why bringing them together is really about changing their thoughts and how they think. Well, I'll help on that one. So we... We, we have these events, which are just, um, it's just a fish, the bait to get them there. The activities that they're interested in attending, right? So if we said we're gonna have a community pizza party, we may not get our community there, right? They may not want to come and attend that. But if we say it's a football game or a basketball game, um, now we can introduce science fairs and they'll come. We'll have uh, robotic um, expeditions with NASA, and they'll come. So that's that's great. We're growing. We're just, you know, emerging into all different types of um, activities. But um, so when they get there with the basketball camp, and they see all the legends there, and they see uh, the mayor, she came out to our events, and um, doctors, Dr. Ben Danielson has been there, and you have. Um, uh, Dr. Taylor, he's been there. He'll come. They'll come and just embrace them. So it's not just a basketball camp. We call it an empowerment camp because yes. you're empowering yes. them at the same time as giving them activities and, of course, food and um, great entertainment. They get all of that. They get a full meal, the full meal deal when they come to our events, and they love it. They keep coming and coming and 
wanting to know when we're going to do more. And it's just a blessing that um, the community is embracing the whole mission of strengthening the, the, uh, the father and son relationship, which, you know, we call it a full circle effect. When you strengthen uh, a father and son's relationship, you also, um, how does it go, babe? You're embracing um, uh, the community, community and, the and, and the family. And so the it's family. a full circle uh, effect. And that's, that's what we do. So it's not just a basketball camp. It's not just a baseball camp. These are just the, the outlets to embrace, in, um, infuse them with the tools that we are bringing them to, to build community and strengthen that whole relationship. Mm, I, I love this so much. So we're going to do more of these empowerment camps. We're going to bring some of those lessons learned into this this Black Unity Success series. This oh, right. of, like we're all at home. We're, most people are at home. Yeah. We've got students who are out there. We're, we're basically saying there's so much that we can teach them, right? right? These are the faces that people need to hear from. These lessons learned. So, so Nate, I'm going to get you ready to show um, to show the the next video clip, which basically has a lot of fathers talking about some of their lessons learned. So I'm having you show that real quick, Nate. It's about the power of presence. It's very important for a father to be present, positive, and active, to be there both spiritually, physically, mentally, and emotionally for their child, uh, especially the black male. Accentuating the positives and, and ensuring that they're encouraged, that they're nurtured, that they're healthy, and that they're whole. Um, then it's important to be active, right? Being that much more physically present in their life by taking them to games, by going to their schools, by showing up when they're having performances. That is what we consider to be the active father. That is what the quintessential father would be when they take on the role to be present, to be active, and to be positive in a child's life. Fathers and Sons Together is giving fathers and sons a safe space to be together and to be in community with other fathers and sons, whether it's on the baseball field, the basketball court, barbershops, all the different places that fathers and sons love to be together. It's given us a place to do that with other fathers and sons. It's a big part of community building, as is our baseball program, Baseball Beyond Borders. It's all about the kingdom, building each other up and having a safe space to do that though. So I really appreciate FAST and all the initiatives that they're putting together and giving us a place to be fathers and sons together. I love that. I love that. I, some of the other videos I saw where you, you know, you talk about helping fathers to be fathers because oftentimes those fathers, they didn't have father, a father figure in their life. So then they don't really, they haven't had the training. They didn't have an example, but you're bringing some of that, those lessons learned in. Right. So let's talk real quick. So some of the top traits, what are the top traits that you would identify? If someone's listening right now and they hear this show, Fathers and Sons Together, you know, helping fathers to be, you know, better fathers. Um, I heard you talk about a lot of accountability too and responsibility. So tell me, what are some of the traits and ideals that you would infuse into um, a father that you think are ideal? For I think, I think uh, one of the things would be uh, dependability. That's gonna be number one for me. Uh, just being dependable, being there for your child, uh, respectability. I mean, I respect my son, my son respects me. I think those are some keys that everybody needs to learn. And I think that love factor, you know, you got to show love and you don't just tell it, you know, but you got to show it. I mean, my father was one that he didn't say, I love you every, every day, but he showed me every minute how much he loved me. And that's, I think just being there, being positive, being present, being accountable, letting that child know that when they have problems, you know, you're there for them. 
And what we try to do is another thing is resource. You know, we try to have resources available. FAST can't do it all. So we partner with as many people as we can, organizations that we can. And we get these people, when, when we can't do something, hey, how, go over here and see a corporation or see this person right here. They can help you. And then we follow up. I think follow up is another thing. So I think these dads have to be there. They have to be present. They have to follow up with their children. I mean, even if they're not in the same home, they still can be a father. They still are a father. And they have to just show that, that child every moment of the day that I'm there for you. I'm responsible. I'm accountable. I'm dependable. I'm all those things that you need to be because that's, you know, that's what being a father is all about. Ah. I'm just letting it land. Oh, yes. How do you feel, Kathy? What are your thoughts about your, your amazing husband? Oh, what, 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 other, what, what other traits would you identify? And then and I'm coming to you, Lincoln, next. Okay. I think that the, the other trait, like you said, is honesty, right? Be honest about who you are as a man. And uh, that's what they're teaching. When the, these men get together in a room, the myth is that when you have a bunch of men, especially black men in a room, there won't be any conversations, right? About or meaningful conversations, not just an, uh, a conversation about uh, the latest sports um, uh, trend, you know, it, it, they have real meaningful conversations. We've been in a room where um, I'd have to cut the men off. I'm like, you know, we have to get to a schedule <laughs> and we need to wrap it up because um, they go on and on. They, they're just so full of being together and sharing their stories and um, encouraging one another. And, and that strength um, comes out, you know, during those conversations, it's powerful. We've never had the police have to, you know, come and intervene in any of our activities. There's just so much peace, love, and um, joy in the room when they come together and they gather, you know, and it's just a, a magical, um thing to see we encourage everyone to come out and check out our events and um join in with us and um, embrace it and experience it for yourself mm, i love that lincoln you have an amazing father and you've been around this organization called fathers and sons together and around a number of other fathers what traits would you identify what do you think as a child how old are you by the way 14. Four 14. <laughs> 14. You are not 14. I've read your poetry. You got an old soul. Oh my goodness. You got a deep soul. Okay, so first of all, I'm, we're going to still stay on the father's the, the traits. So what traits would you identify that, 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 you, that you love most in your father or that you've, and or that you've heard about, seen, uh, experienced with other fathers? What do you think are the most important if you were giving, uh, sharing your insights with other fathers? Um, he's very just involved in just everything that I do, like all of my sports games that I have and everything. He's just always on that front line, just watching and just cheering me on. And he's also there in like the countless, the countless hours that I train in, like he pitches to me and he like, I shoot free throws with him. So, uh, just being involved, just one trait that just, I love about him. And, um, just like he said, just being just like accountable and just, uh, just he's just always just showing me the way of just like how to just be an active father and I just love that about him and um, also I guess humor is also a funny thing because uh, <laughs> whenever I'm down or anything like that it's just he could just always just turn it upside down just say a funny joke or just just 
being involved with me, it just makes me laugh sometimes with them. I love that. Okay, Nathan, I'm gonna have you get ready to show the the um, the video, the next video, which basically um, highlights you, Lincoln. Okay. <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> My parents not only love and care for me, but they also have a heart and compassion for the community as well. I am so blessed to have a father like my dad. He's an amazing leader and mentor and guides me in everything. My dad always tells me of how proud he is of me, but the truth is, I'm super proud of him. As I sit here watching my son play on the baseball field, I am so proud of him. I'm so proud of all that he has accomplished. I'm proud of my wife for supporting me at the FAST program and I see other fathers. I'm so proud of them, how they're empowering, how they're developing their sons. There's no better way. I'm thankful for my father who also gave me the strength, gave me the knowledge, set an example for me so that I was able to come here. And now our future is very bright and I just thank everyone for their support and together we are very strong. FAST is very strong. I love it. Thank you, Nathan. Wow. Big old baby. Wow. <laughs> She's like, that's my baby. <laughs> right. It's okay. It's okay. I, I I was watching this earlier today and I was fighting back the tears. I was like, I cannot wait. I mean, some of these videos are just, I mean, you're real people doing great things. So thank you. Thank you. Now, Lincoln, darling. Okay. I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna pause real quick because I know you, an athlete, you're an acad, you're a scholar, academically, uh, <laughs> excel, um, but you're also a poet, and you've written a poem that talks about being black in America. Is that the title? Yes. Being black in America. Can you, can you just share that with us? Uh, the poem or the meaning or should I say the poem? Uh, I would say, tell us about the poem and why'd you write it, and then we'll have you recite it. Um, so being Black in America was just, well, I was actually in a personal development class, and we had to just write about our identity and just write all the aspects about it. And so I just thought just uh, what, what the life of what it's like to be Black in America and just all the experiences in my life and everything that I've just read about, it's... Um, you know, I decided to just put that all in the poem. And I also decided to write about um, like inspiration for those African-Americans and other African-American youths just like me, uh, like the next generation. I just want to inspire them also to just uh, keep doing what they're doing and change the world. So I made this poem. Okay, please know <laughs> how much I adore you. And I'm going to just, we're all just gonna sit back and we're gonna ask you to share your poem that's called being black in America. Okay, so, okay, here it is. Okay, Being Black in America by Lincoln Wilmore. <laughs> Being black in America, you're often looked at differently when they meet, not for the content of your character, but still by the color of your skin. Being black in America means you're athletic, not academic, certainly a rapper, entertainer, or maybe even a thug, born and raised in the hood or the streets or on them drugs. These are all stereotypes because certainly we are much more than that. Being African-American means you are amazing, 
You are smart, strong, creative, geniuses, inventors, and kind, full of an undeniable resilience, strength, and wisdom. What is true, African-Americans in America must work harder, be smarter, be more, just to prosper to succeed, thanking our ancestors who fought so hard for our freedom. When people ask, what school do you go to? I respond, Lakeside. We respond, Washington, Aki, A.S.A. Mercer, Mercer, South Shore, Rainier Beach, Garfield, Cleveland, Franklin, and more. And they say, oh, you must be smart, but we'd like them to continue. Oh, you must be smart, strong, creative, a genius, an inventor, and kind, full of an undeniable resilience, strength, and wisdom. I'm African-American, yet I've never been to Africa. I was born and raised in America. Our history, our culture, our values, and our communities all make me proud, strong, and loud. But perceptions and misconceptions in America unfortunately cause misunderstandings, fear, trauma, and hate. Being Black in America, the experience is great. See, I believe the pen and the pencil are the strongest weapons in America. They have the power to create policies, laws, opportunities, unity, community, peace, and love. But way too often, they've created poverty, division, lack of opportunities, destruction, and hate. Hate is rising in America, and that's a fact. It is bold, unashamed, not afraid, unapologetic, ugly, and sad. Teaching Americans the importance of these crimes in history is truly something it lacks. As an African African American male black teenager in America, I still have goals and dreams for myself. I want to become an Eagle Scout, attend a great college, become a pilot, a professional athlete, an aeronautical engineer, get married, have children of my own one day, and so much more. But being black in America, I have to stay focused and remind myself that I belong, that I am smart, I am strong, I am creative, I am a genius, and I am an inventor. And yes, I am forgiving and kind, full of an undeniable resilience, strength, and wisdom, because I am Black in America. Oh my goodness, that's a 14-year-old old old soul. Lincoln Wilmore in the house. Oh my goodness. Lincoln, how old were you when you wrote that? I was actually 13. That's right. Lincoln, you are an old soul, my friend. Oh my goodness, that is deep. That is exactly Ashe. <laughs> exactly. Wow. So we're gonna get a printed copy of that if it's okay. I would love to post it. We're gonna continue to talk yeah. about these various organizations that you're a part of. I'm gonna bring you guys back more regularly because I think what's really important is to see your faces, to hear these things. And we're we're 20 minutes left, and I got so much more to ask you and to talk okay. about. So and Lincoln, get ready because I know there's another there's a song that you wrote. So we're gonna end with your song, but I, I want to talk to Dad about. Again, we're talking about fathers and sons together. What I said initially for this show, and I always get so excited that I don't necessarily I don't necessarily start with the exact words that I wanted to say, but this is going to be about the value of family. 
the value of positive thinking. This show is about the importance of the father in the household, but also in the community. It's about people like you who are doing great things, who are changing the world. I think sometimes people feel like it's the world is so messed up, you can't do anything. You guys are proof that one person can decide to change things and you can change lives. Mm. Yeah. Thank I you. Think, I think when you talk about the value of family, I, I start with myself. I mean, I have two wonderful sons and I have uh, the best wife in the whole whole world, the whole world. And I think the way I treat them is the way I'm going to treat everybody else when I go out. Okay. One of the things that was, and I just want to deviate from this just for a moment. One of the things that was Perfect. so important to me, yeah. I'm from Georgia. And the first time my wife met my mother, I knew then everything was going to be okay. My mom loved her. I mean, she even pushed me to the side and had my wife sit in front of me. So I knew then that that was going to be a special relationship. But just to just to be a father in a home, to be to try to provide for my family, to try to lead, uh, show a leadership role in the family is important. And I think when I see the results, you know, of my sons, it lets me know they're doing something right. And then I go into the community and I see a whole lot of these young kids who. Like you said, at one point, they don't have families. I mean, they don't have a father in their lives. So the men of fast, what we do is we stand in that gap. You know, when we have other men there, they embrace those dads. I mean, those sons, they bring them into the fold and they talk to them. And they and we be an example for them. That's what we try to be, try to be that example for them. So that's what fast is all about. We're about getting these kids in, letting the mom bring them if there's no dad, letting the uncle, anybody bring them to our camps and we show them that same love that we're showing our family, our kids and everything. And to me, that's, that's what counts. You know, being a good father is being present. It's being accountable, being there for your children, for your wife. And I just think that those are the things that are so important to me is to be that example. When people hear fast, I want them to be able to associate family. I want them to be associate with positive, sons and positive men who Unity. are on a mission to succeed. I love it. And I think that's the key. I think it's the fact that when we can get out there, we have a vision, we have a goal. Our goal is to not just stay here in Rainier Beach in Seattle, but we want to go all over, letting people know that fathers and sons together. This is an important organization. It's an important organization that other people should know about, should be a part of. And together we can change. We can bring change to the entire world. So, so, so let me be clear. So, so that you're, you, you, we are aligned. I am 100% committing my time and energy to making sure that the great work that you all are doing continues to be amplified. We now we have people around the world at home. Well, I do videos like nobody's business. It's kind of my thing. We're going to do tons of videos with you guys. I haven't really done a lot of social media. I'm about to amplify. I got a book coming out in a little few weeks. So we're going to amplify. We're going to talk about you. We're going to bring in your partners. We're going to continue that because this is what people need to hear. We can meditate on a bunch of other craziness, yeah. or we can choose to think about what we think about. We can choose to think about the positive people that are doing great things. So trust me, this is my commitment to you and the work you guys are doing. We will continue to move this forward. Again, this bigger than me. I call it a Black Unity Success Series. It's about continuing to talk about how important it is for us to connect. I, I love that you'd mentioned various organizations that you're connected with as well, right? Yeah. You don't you don't try to do everything. You're basically saying we're partnering with other organizations. That's the conversation we want to continue to have, have and why that's so important. We literally have 15 minutes left, so I'm gonna I'm gonna bring you guys back to talk about 
some of the, uh, the, the, the fatherly advice on that whole list of discussion topics I sent to you, because I got to pivot real quick. I want to pivot to the, um, I'll get ready to sing, um, mama. I ain't oh, playing no. with you. <laughs> so Lincoln, you said you also have another, um, you have another song that you wrote that's called, We Are All In This Together. Is that right, Lincoln? Tell me about yes. what, what that is and what it is and why you wrote it. Okay, so we had an orchestra class recently on Zoom, and one of the assignments was to just create or just compose a song or just do whatever you want with it. And I know um, that we, we're a really musical family. My mom, she's used to be a singer, and my dad's a singer, so we had to make a great song. And we just thought about what's going on in the world right now with the coronavirus and like everything going on, and we decided to just make this song called We're All In This Together. And it really just talks about how, like, if you need if you need support, like, we're all in this and we're all going through the same stuff. And it's like it's like an inspirational song. So that's how we created it. All right. So so uh, the Wilmore family, let's let's do this thing. Let's take it viral. <laughs> we're all in this together. <laughs> I'm gonna sit back, do oh your thing. <laughs> okay. <sighs> Tracy, you don't know. You're <laughs> We're changing lives right now. We're all in this together. I'd love to just recite the words to you, but I'm going to try. No, you okay. got to do your thing. I know you can sing. Not sing, but sing. I'm from the South, too. So. Okay. It's real simple, right? So We're all in this together. We're this is by, this this by Lincoln, Lincoln Wilmore. Um. Um, okay, so we're all in this together, and we'll get through this together. Don't lose hope, don't lose faith. This too will pass away. We've got this. And I'll see all of you real soon. He's got the whole wide world in his hands. Red and yellow, black and white, all in his hands. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith. This too will pass away. See, we've got this, and I'll see all of you real soon. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Lincoln, Mama, Kathy. Oh my God, that was amazing. Thank you so much. We can play some viola on that piece. <laughs> oh, okay, so we're gonna do a separate. We'll do a separate session when we have the two of y'all. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Lincoln, you should have brought out the viola. We we gonna do this thing. That was amazing. You wrote that. He's an yes. amazing guy. <laughs> How proud of you of your mom with that with that beautiful voice? Oh, very proud. Wow. We are all in this together. We are all in this together. Okay. So listen, this is what I'm going to do. What I did on last Sunday was, um, again, it was a Mother's Day panel. So I'm going to do a, I call it a rapid fire panel. So I'm going to do very, very quickly. So you guys get ready. 
father mm-hmm. or mother, but I'm gonna start with father because that was Mother's Day. Mom, you can throw in your words of wisdom too. And Lincoln, if you got something to say, just jump in fast as we can. We're gonna get through these topics. Okay. Lessons learned. So if you're the parent, the father or the mother, what did you teach your kids about X? And then I'm gonna throw out a topic. And then if you're the kid, what was the most valuable thing you learned from your parents about X? Ready? Okay. okay. So what did you teach your kids about relationships? To be committed, to stay in it, to do your best, give it all you got. All right, mama, about relationships, lessons learned. Um, the lesson learned is to choose wisely. Don't, don't choose over uh, the outer self, but the inner self. The inner self matters so much more than the outer and uh, be able to laugh, love, and uh, forgive each other. Wow, I love it. Uh, Lincoln, what advice? How, you're 14, do you even like, I mean, y'all, I don't know, I don't have kids. How does that work? You're in a relationship, you got a girlfriend? What's up? So what have you learned about relationships? What do you, what have you, what have you learned about relationships? Uh, I've learned that when my parents show me that I must, like whoever I get with, I must respect them and just like treat them just like, just with the most respect. So, yeah. Nice. I love that. I love that. Okay. The next one is about um, friendships. So father, what have you learned about friendships? What have you taught? What, what would you teach your son about friendships? That everybody's not your friend, first of all. And when you do have a friend, I mean, you have to go all out. You have to give it a hundred percent. Um, Friendship, I mean, it goes two ways. I mean, you can't you can't be one sided. It has to be both ways, and you have to be committed. Just like in a, rela- in a relationship with friendship, you have to be committed. I love it, Mom. Any thoughts about the topic of friendships? Do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. I love it, uh, Lincoln. Friendships. What have you um, learned from your parents about friendships? Uh, just choose wisely who you like keep in your circle, and just like just laugh with them all day. Just be with people who keep you happy. I love that. I love that. The next topic is um, family. Dad, what, what have you taught your, 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 what lesson learned would you share about family and the importance that, of family? That outside of God, that's the most important thing is your family. I mean, just to be able to share the good times and the bad times and stay together. That's, that's the key. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody in that family, there's no big eyes and little you. Everybody's the same. I mean, we all should be treated the same way. And in our family, we have some words that we, we just don't use, you know, stupid and all of that. Mm-hmm. We don't use those in our family because that's not part of us. So I that's love family. it. That family is so important. I love it. Mom, family. Family first, <laughs> family first Lincoln. I love it. Uh, yeah just family first yeah i love it i love it so what about this concept of discipline you 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 come across being so nice and so good i wish if i again i always say i mean i have to be honest i had some birds like hatch uh right outside of my door um they they were fledglings for two weeks i videotaped them right i've had nieces and nephews but that's about the closest I've gotten to parenting. And, I, and I'm an empty nester now because they've flown the coop. So let's talk about, I mean, it's a lot to do. Discipline. How important is disciplining your children? Because I think I would be, I'm, I'm from the South. So we, we you know, we, we, I, I would be a crazy parent. So somebody help me out. I think, I think discipline yeah. is, is so important. My father, you know, they believed in the switches and the belts and all of that. But but you know, even even then, I mean, they knew how to do it. You knew what you was getting uh, whipping for, and all of that. And so with mine, I mean, it's a matter of just threatening. I used to threaten them, <laughs> and uh, that threat must have worked. 
because he's we, a good we didn't have to go out and beat him or anything like that but you know just to let them know that we love them and and teach them you know when they do something i mean it's real easy to do wrong if you don't teach a child they're going to automatically do wrong but teach them what's right and i think when you start doing that i think that child really grows with you and and you, it's just about sitting down and talking to them about an action that is not acceptable. You let them know it's not acceptable mm. and it will not be tolerated in our home. And I, I love I, that. I setting, setting expectations. Setting expectation examples, and I think that's the key. I love that. Discipline mom, <laughs> what, what lessons learned would you share about this concept of disciplining your children or discipline in general? Well, you know, um, FAST was built on the same concept, which was training them up when they're young to grow old. If we catch them when they're young and train them when they're young, uh, when they get older, they won't depart from what we've taught them. So at the when they're young, we try to embrace them with love. And we don't really believe in so many of the whoopings, but we um, we try to teach them and talk to them and, and instruct them on what that they, you know, the good and the bad and the ugly, you know, maybe what they've done was ugly and we don't like that. Um, uh, so, you know, train I love them. that. I love that. So in general, we're going to move to this concept of overcoming obstacles. Right now, a lot of people are dealing with some of the most difficult times they ever had in their entire life. So give us some fatherly wisdom around this concept of overcoming obstacles. You know, I think one of the things is I always go back to a little town called Jeffersonville, Georgia, when I grew up. And when I grew up, I mean, we didn't have running water. We didn't have restrooms. We didn't have electric lights and all of that. And I would that obstacle was overcome. I mean, so with, with my children now, I mean, no matter what happens, I mean, you just got to be there for them. You got to let them know that, you know, you fall down, but you get up. You got to let them know that a test is nothing but a testimony. And so we do all those things and let them understand that we're there for you. You fail, but we're going to be there to help you get up and we're going to make sure you stay up. So it was sort of like a rite of passage we had a few years ago with my oldest son when he went from eighth grade to ninth grade. Mm -hmm. And in that rite of passage, there were men that stood around my son. And we do that sometime now in our fast camps. And our son stood in the middle and he could fall any way he wants to. He never hit the ground because these people were standing behind him and they caught him. And that's to me that, that resonated in my spirit ever since that happened because I said to myself, you, if you're surrounded by someone and they wow. begin to fall, you're going to be there to catch them before they hit the ground. I love you guys. I, I do. <laughs> I, you're so wonderful, truly. Mom, what can you tell me about this concept of overcoming obstacles? What advice would you share? Overcoming is just temporary. To always think positive and uh, see your future in your view. And then you know that that obstacle is just temporary. Like Lincoln's song said, this too will pass. Mm -hmm. mm, I love that. Lincoln, <laughs> Lincoln Wilmore, what can you, what have you learned and what can you share with us about just overcoming? Um, overcoming, uh, if you have people that support you, then like, I feel just having my family with me, I feel like I can overcome anything and put anything my, yeah. my mind wants to do. So I think overcoming, it's also just, mind over matters you you have to um you have to believe that you can overcome it first before you actually do it and like that's with sports and everything like everything in life so just inspi inspiring yourself and believing yourself is key y'all did good mama 
Kathy, oh. <laughs> y'all did good. This boy is a he. Y'all, y'all did good. Let me just say that. So I'm gonna end on this topic, which oftentimes black the black community doesn't necessarily embrace this topic of emotional well-being or mental health. It's mm -hmm. so important. I talk about it all the time. I have guests on the show that are psychiatrists. So father, fatherly advice. What fatherly advice can you give us about feeling your feelings, this emotion? We got three minutes left, by the way. So emotional well-being and mental health. What advice would you share about? I think, I think the first thing is to realize that it's real. I think especially with a lot of the Blacks, I mean, we like you say, we kind of ignore it, we overlook it, we laugh at it. But I think just the first, the first thing is just realizing that it's real. And then once it's real, then you gotta be able to do something about it. I think a lot of times when people see a person and they call that person crazy, you know, that alone is a point where, you know, it's, it's not a laughing matter. I mean, we see people acting out all the time. So I think the help is out there I think that family structure is out there for us to go to. And I think the main thing is to realize first that this mental health is a problem mm -hmm. and that we have to deal with it. If we don't deal with it now, we're going to deal with it later. Mm, I love it. Kathy, one minute left. We all need mental support and we all need each other. And we have to realize that we are in this together, but we too can get over this together. Mental health is not a joke. It is a real thing. And it's something that our, our community does need to embrace. I love it. Um, Lincoln, I'm going to give you the last 20 seconds on the show. What, what final advice would you share with people about just living their best life, choosing joy? Uh, just be yourself and just do whatever um, just inspires you. Just do what makes you happy. Uh, don't feel like you have to do it. Just, just live your life. You only get one. Just live it to its fullest. Mm. live your life to the fullest when I was about your age I remember reading this poem and it was basically said the same thing live each day to the fullest each mm -hmm. hour in each age of your life because you can't you, you won't get it back right. and right now it is about choice it is about us choosing choosing joy so I wanted to thank you all we have come to our time I got the wrap-up <laughs> signal from Nathan on, but we are absolutely going to have each of you back I just wanted to say thank you so much this is Tracy Harrell put your hands out we always say it's bigger than me baby bigger than that bigger than me bigger than me <laughs>